Hey there, it's Ariel Hawani, one-third of the fastest-growing show in combat sports. I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm P.T. Carroll, and together we are 3 Puck. Join us on the Spotify Live app after every UFC pay-per-view and become a part of the best community in mixed martial arts. Or, if you can't make it, check out the Ringer MMA Show podcast exclusively on Spotify. See you then. Love yous. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Mike Wargon put 30 seconds on the clock. If 30, 30 seconds, minutes. I mean 30 short, short minutes. Short show this week. Short show this week. We're 30 <laughs> seconds. One no, job, Juliet. We need the whole Off to thing. a great start. Listen, we need the whole show because we got a lot of good stories, beginning with one that I'm really excited about. Jacoby. Yes. I sent this to you over text. It couldn't wait. I was just like so delighted to talk about it. Um, a freezer washed up on the shores of a Nantucket beach. And then five or so people gathered around the freezer to open it. And I'm going to tell you what was inside. But first, I want to ask you, Jacoby, if you were to find a like a legitimate freezer, like a full on like bodega freezer on the beach, would you open it? I'm glad you said bodega freezer. We probably use the word bodega too much on this show, but that's exactly what it is. It is one of those freezers that opens from the top with the sliding door. Yes. When I heard freezer washed up on the beach, I was thinking like a freezer from your home yeah, no, washed up on the beach. It's like a commercial freezer. But this was a commercial freezer. freezer exactly. <laughs> a commercial freezer that you sell the things on the inside. So... And I'm also curious about the five people at the beach. I'm thinking this is like a morning stroll kind of a crowd. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm a morning stroll kind of gal, so I get it. Um, but yeah, only five people seems like not that many. So it must have been early. Yes, I'm thinking morning stroll. Yeah. yeah, like exercisers. Yes, sure. Yes, dog walkers, that kind of thing. Yes. Um. So do you open it if you see the freezer on the beach? I think I look at it and I, I've I've seen the picture of what's inside. That's and not, just tell the people what's inside first. No, I want you to answer the question. Do you open the freezer? Because you can see through the top. Are you sure about that? Yes, I've looked at the picture. I did too. There's several. <laughs> you can see through the top. It's got a glass top. It's a commercial freezer. I'm not sure it was actually glass though. Okay, but you're right. Anyway, it, you it's ice cream. It's not a dead body. It's not a dead body. It's ice cream. I have a lot of follow-up questions. I am not opening that. I just want that to be clear. That's why I was asking you. But like, even if this is ice cream, like you can see there's ice cream, what's beneath it? Like, is there money in there? Is there drugs in there? Like, what is going on? Well, 
a few things. Um, number one, I once saw a drug drop in Daytona Beach when I was like 13 years old. On I the was beach? like, just a, yeah, I was just walking the beach. It was like me and my friend had just like learned that you could just walk up to strange women and talk to them and they talk back to you and they like want to hang out and flirt. It was one of the greatest revelations of, of my coming to age story. But then we were just looking out of the ocean and a plane came by and just dropped like four packages into the ocean and then boats went out and retrieved them. It was amazing. But if I saw the freezer, now this the headline, ice cream filled freezer washes up on beach in Nantucket. That sounds like a party. Like that sounds awesome. But then when you look at the ice cream, it's like seaweed and sand and gross. And I would not open it to finally answer your question because the idea of it is so much better than the reality of the ice cream filled freezer washing up on the beach. Yeah, it's, my biggest question is about physics. Like, how did this not sink to the bottom of the ocean? Like, I don't understand mm. how it got just swept to the shore. Like, this seems like it should be stuck, like, you know, in the depths. I, I just don't get it. I, I love that that's where your head goes, because <laughs> my first question is not about physics. It's about where the fuck did the freezer come from? Well, that too. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first question. It's not physics. I'm not looking to break down, like, the physics of the situation. I'm assuming when I saw this that the door was closed and therefore, there was some air trapped inside, so it was a floating freezer, mm. a freezer boat. Okay, interesting. I didn't think about it that way, but that makes sense. I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking at this beach. There's no, like, vendors nearby. It's not like a boardwalk kind of beach. It's like, you know, a peaceful, bougie Nantucket beach. I, I'm just yeah. very confused. I don't know. I, I, I look forward to getting a follow-up, God, God willing. Oh, we need a food news follow-up on this. I don't think we're going to get it, though. I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to, like make some calls to the Nantucket Police Department or something. I loved the idea <laughs> of ice cream. I wanted I wanted it to be like Coney Island on a hot day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the ice cream freezer just floats up and then it's just free ice cream. But kids are screaming and running around and eating strawberry, strawberry shortcake pops and choco tacos. But no, it was gross. It was disgusting. It was trash. I think that one of the reasons I went straight to how did this happen? How did it get, you know, washed ashore versus sinking to the bottom is I'm just like really subliminally impacted by the film Titanic with a lot of things on the bottom of the ocean, you know? Oh, so okay. That's, I think that's where that came from. But thanks for okay. forcing me to do some introspection. Shall we move on? Sure. It's time for one of our favorite kinds of stories. <laughs> it's a heist. It's so nice of you to say one of our favorite kind of stories because you know, it's this is my jurisdiction. This is when I really just really dive in. It's when you and shine. I have been to a restaurant in Austin. You have? With our friend and colleague, Bill Simmons. Oh, Bill. Okay. And Jalen Rose and Harlan Endelman and others. Okay. It's called La Barbecue. I've never now, been because it's hard to get in because it's very popular. Well, when you say get in, you would think that, right? Because yeah. it you would you think it's like a restaurant, but it's not really a restaurant. It's like a outdoor seating area with a small hut in which they produce the barbecue. So when I think of like great barbecue restaurants, I, it, this is more just like a place that has barbecue and picnic tables. I would but say the it's more legit because all you really fantastic. Need, yeah, all you really need is the pit, right? And then exactly. to eat. So they're doing yes. it right. They're really doing it right. And there's only like two or three people that work there. You walk up, someone takes your money, someone else is manning the pit. And they, they it's very just like, very grassroots, very just like, here's your food, nothing fancy, mm. right? However, at these barbecue places, which I've been to many, which I enjoy, a lot of the time they tell you that they smoke these briskets for hours and hours. They always smoke these for 20 hours. And I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, huh. And what happens is, is at night they smoke the briskets and they leave them unmanned. 
Okay. Someone took advantage of that. Whoa! Early morning of August 4th. Okay. Around four in the morning, someone came in and stole 20 La Barbecue briskets. Each brisket's street value is around $200. We're talking $4,000 worth of briskets here. And the person is still on the lam. They have not been brought to justice. Still at large. And this, like the freezer, opens up a lot of follow-up questions. I agree, especially because according to this article from mysanantonio.com, the thief hopped a fence, cut the pit locks, and snagged more than 20 whole briskets. How is that not, like, really noisy? And how does no camera in the area capture this? Like, I don't get it. And on top of that, what the fuck do you do with 20 briskets? <laughs> Are you going to open your own barbecue place, like, down the block? Like, you're not going to eat 20 briskets. It's one thing that's like, hey, someone stole a brisket. Okay. But to steal 20 briskets, do you have a wheelbarrow? Again, physics, logistics come up, as they often do in these stories. What do you do with the briskets? How do you get them in your car? And how loud is this? And what do you do with them once you have them? Are you catering a wedding? Like, what? why did you steal 20 briskets? And if you are catering a wedding, how are you keeping these briskets warm? Like, yes. after you have them, and they're already cooked, so, or they're, you know, they're on the way to being cooked, you can't just, like, put them in, like, your meat locker that you've lost because it fell into the ocean, but... Exactly. <laughs> but what I, do you do with them? I, you put them in your your oven in your like kitchen. I don't know. Just preheat the oven at two fifty and throw twenty briskets in there. What do you do with the briskets? This is making me think of an idea for a children's cartoon show. Are you ready? No, <laughs> I'm not ready. Give me a second. Okay. Give me a second. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm ready. We need someone who's. Expert skill is the gift of taste, and there are food detectives so that when food heists occur and food or drink go missing, they're able to go and eat like all of the comparable product in the area to see who the thief is. And like a big part of this detective is their, is their sense of taste. Because if I were La Barbecue, I would be trying to eat all of the briskets in the briskets area around to the see who had stolen. Who's got my briskets? Yes, exactly. It also, sometimes I wonder this, where it's like, let's imagine you're brainstorming with your friends about felonies that you're going to commit, right? You're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some lock cutters and I'm going to steal thousands of dollars worth of stuff. How do you land on briskets from La Barbecue? Yeah. Like, like, I it just feel like, how do you, how is that, how's that where you end up? Inside job, former employee, disgruntled employee. That's what I'm going with. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's an interesting story, but then even what are they, are interesting theory, but even then, what does that person do with it? Like this disgruntled employee. Also, as you said, not many people work there. So like, do they even yeah. have a lot of disgruntled employees? Well, I, I did way too much research on this story. It's the Mueller family runs it. Mm-hmm. And John Mueller, who passed at 52, shout to him, oh. RIP, is a is a barbecue legend. And his grandfather from the Mueller tree is like a historical barbecue icon in Texas. And jo- and Leanne Mueller, who runs the place, I believe her name is Leanne. Yes, yeah, Leanne. They had a falling out. Her and John had a falling out. So she ended up with the place that turned into La Barbecue. But John Mueller has like a Belichickian coaching tree where he, like, like, like a large percentage of the barbecue places in Texas are like used to work for John Mueller. This is a, a barbecue family. Minutes. I see. Okay. And I, I love that. And, and John Mueller was, was um, known for being surly. Mm. So perhaps... This is a a, uh, a this is an enemy friend? of the Mueller family. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, an enemy. That's my theory. 
Yeah. I, I was also thinking, like, could you, like, take it to Mexico? But I don't think you could get four, or excuse me, I don't think you could get 20 briskets over the border without, like, a, someone noticing that. And I just want you to know, I did check. It's a pretty easy drive. It's about four hours. Four hours is not an easy drive, but we can talk about that later. Number two, <laughs> why would you take it to Mexico? Like, what's the point of that? I don't know. Maybe you can't get this kind of brisket. Why are we, inter- why are we smuggling this internationally all of a sudden? Why did your brain go there? I don't know. You can sell them domestically. People eat brisket in America. Because I feel like La Bar... Of course they do. I feel like La Barbecue is so well known that like the taste is so distinctive. You can't risk it. Can't risk it? Can't risk it in the brisket. area. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> good one. Really come good on, one. Julia. It's that right there re- in front of you. It's really good. It's really good. Right there in front of you. Risk it for the brisket. That's what, the, that's what this cat the burglar did. That's the name of the episode of my children's story um, about... Uh, this brisket heist. Uh, all right, listen. I know it's kind of like improv. We're supposed to be like yes and, but that's a terrible idea, Juliet. Okay, that's like a, that's like a, that's like this is your your children's detective story is the equivalent of robbing La Barbecue. It's just like there's just other ways that would be more effective to tell these stories to children. Just like this burglar could have burgled other things that make a lot more sense than briskets and more money. All right, moving on. Another piece of uh, barbecue news, kind of. This is like ridiculous, but I'm just going to mention it because it's gross. But you know how all the different baseball fields have like their specials. There's Dodger dogs and you can yep. get like a huge ice cream and eat it out of a Yankees helmet. Helmet. Yep. Yeah. So the Royals are doing some kind of promotion and they did a pulled pork sandwich that has Reese's peanut butter cups in it. And I know that peanut butter has a lot of uses outside of candy and peanut butter and jelly. Mm hmm. But I think this looks disgusting. I don't want chocolate in my pulled pork. And I love chocolate. No, I love pulled pork. I like it but, too. Shout out to Jake and Earl's. John Jacoby, he's taking me there. Inner Beauty Hot Sauce on top of the pulled pork. When I first read this, I thought it was Reese's Pieces. And that made a little bit more sense. But when I saw the picture and it was miniature, like halloween size peanut butter cups, I was like, what are we even doing at this point? And all of that, it also has bacon on it. Yeah. So the pulled pork and the, and the, and the, the, the Reese's cups weren't enough we had to add bacon to the scenario none of, none of this goes together like is it worth doing this like are enough people going to order it to be to make it worth it i just can't believe so also no. kansas city's a legit brisket town so i just feel like the people there are going to be like fuck this we don't want peanut butter yeah. cups in our brisket no they don't it's pulled pork but yeah totally and also can't you just be like yeah i'll take the one with the reese's pieces peanut butter cups while i'll take the peanut butter cups on the side that makes a lot more sense yeah. that makes a lot more sense i'm gonna eat the sandwich and then have the peanut butter cups afterwards have some that dessert. is logical it's exactly. it, it, you don't have to put the peanut butter cups in the sandwich no it's gross let's move on more meat news this is more of just like kind of an interesting anecdote jacoby have you watched the bear on fx or on hulu of course i've watched the bear chef um corner behind <laughs> chef yes chef um, yes, chef. <laughs> a lot of logistics. Corner behind. Um, it is about an Italian beef shop in Chicago. It's very popular for its accurate portrayal of like, you know, family run small business and being a line chef and whatever. Uh, and it, as a result, many people have watched it and decided that they want to have a, a beef, Italian beef sandwich. And that has led to an increase in orders really all over the place in New York and Chicago, really mm. just wherever you can get an Italian beef sandwich. I've chef, never, can you, I've never can you tell me what's one. in an Italian beef sandwich, I, Chef? I sure can. Can you stop calling me Chef? It's kind of weird. No, I cannot. Chef. <laughs> it's thinly sliced roast beef and tangy giardinera. And giardinera is like pickled vegetables, basically. It's like a pickled vegetable jar. Mm. 
It's a Chicago thing. Popular in Chicago. People put it Sounds on pizza chef. there too. <laughs> what are you doing this for? I'm not a chef. All right, I'll stop. Okay. Thanks, chef. Okay. Um, I want to give a big shout to Evan Mass-Bachrock, who played on my soccer team in eighth grade. Uh, he plays Richie. <laughs> yes. And um, he's amazing. And he was also in Girls. And he's a scene stealer. He's very chef. good. Yeah, he's very good. Um, he's amazing. The main guy, Jeremy Allen White, went on um, Seth Meyers, and they ate some brisket sandwiches together. <laughs> um, and basically, they sent their intern to get it, and it just made me think of Mike. Seems like something we would do to him. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, just, I, see, I know what we're doing for taste tests next week. Well, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure we're going to want this next week. It's sort of like a winter dish to me. But anyway, I do want to try a Italian beef sandwich. And I, I like, you know, it sounds really good. I, I love a beef sandwich of any kind. It does sound good. Um, I'm a little concerned about the pickled vegetables. I wouldn't worry about it. It's like it's like a tried and true thing. Like people in Chicago, they they know what they're doing. It's good. Okay, they do know what they're doing in Chicago. Yeah, I I, I think we can be comfortable that it will be good. The place that Seth Meyers got his um, sandwich from is in... Windsor Terrace, Brooklyn. It's called Dog Day Afternoon. And these places are like selling out. Like instead of selling like three a day, they're selling like 30. Like the increase is ridiculous. When I saw the show, I loved it. But when I saw the food, I wasn't like, oh, that looks amazing. I was like, ah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, it's like fairly straightforward. It's like a a signature dish of an area. But that's, I think, kind of the point of the show. The seriousness which goes into these sandwiches. Yeah. But they took the sandwiches way too serious on the show. I was kind of like with like the older people that worked there. Like, we've got a system. It's working. Like, what are we doing here? Why are, why are you changing all of this, Chef? This is stupid. We're not a gourmet restaurant. We make sandwiches. Chicago okay? is, a, is a really great city for television shows and for eating. Very good food in Chicago. Great food in Chicago. However, the pizzas, we, we, I'm sure we were going to cover this at length. Just, I'll take a small slice, but I'll take a regular pizza over the Chicago deep dish any day of the week. And so will you. Yes, but I do like deep dish. I just think they're different. It's not like either or. It's like sometimes you want yeah. deep dish only sometimes, usually not often because it's so heavy. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on? Yes. This is a story. It's really a non-story. It's sort of an anecdote that was turned into a blog post on Insider, but I enjoyed it. So I wanted to share it with you, Jacoby, and with our listeners. There's a man in Tampa. Love this one. His name is Sean Ferraro. He has a pizza place called Madison Avenue Pizza in Dunedin. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sorry. Florida. It's right near Tampa. And um, he bought a boat, a lightweight boat that is known as a skiff. And with his boat, he basically created an outpost of his pizza shop on the water. And he's now known as a skiff pizza guy. And if you are boating around the Tampa Bay area, you can just get a pizza while you're on your boat and he'll bring it over to you. It's kind of like Ozark, but pizza instead of drugs and um, Tampa Bay instead of the Lake of the Ozarks. I love this idea. I like it too. As a former pizza man myself, okay. I have to say, I don't know if you knew that, that I used to make pizzas for a living. Wait, you did? Oh, crazy. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. Mid-90s. Mid um, my question for you is, there's a number for everything, right? Mm-hmm. So at what number, when you're on the beach and you've already eaten your snack that you brought two hours ago, you are hungry you are sun drenched. Maybe you've had a couple rosés or some what are those long drinks, mm. and 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 in comes uh, this man on his skiff. How much would you? At what number would you not buy the pizza? Because my number is going to be very high, very high. Like I think the price point could be really high for this because you're trapped. So 
a pizza pie these days. How much does that cost? Like 35? 20 bucks. 20? 25 bucks. Yeah, I'm going 25 bucks. Sure. I think my my upper limit is 40. I think I'm willing like a $15 upcharge to not leave. So for $41, you're not buying it. I think I'm likely to have two $20 bills and not an extra one lying around. So is he willing? Can we make a deal? No, no, no. He takes Venmo. Because oh. I think I would go up to like $80, $90. Yeah, I'm just because I'm there. The piece is right in front of me. That's like, appalling. I would, I would probably go $100. I would buy a, I would, $101, $99, I would do it. $100, I would say no. But that's how much I'm willing to pay for this pizza. You're on the, it's like, how appealing is that pizza? On the beach? Family of five? Yeah, I mean. It's, like, everyone's hungry? It's appealing, but $100, that's crazy. You're cr- I know, but you're that's nuts. how that's that's how good this environment is for Skiff Pizza Man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I also just like like the idea. Um, Tyler Cameron, who was on The Bachelorette several years ago, now he often Instagrams about like his boat life in Florida and like all like mm. the boat parties they have, and I can just see this being like in high demand because like the boat culture in Florida is so it's like so big. There's glad a real role you brought for this. this. Up. Yeah. So glad you brought this up because I my beach experience doesn't involve boats. So I'm like, what does he do? Does he drive up to the shore and like beach the boat and then push it back out? No. Like logistically, I didn't understand how it worked. No. You know what I mean? But when I saw the picture of him amongst the other boaters, I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. It's like a Lake Havasu boat situation. Yes. That's why I compared it to uh, Ozark where they also have like, you know, boat life. Mm. Have you not seen Ozark, Jacoby? Not a single frame. Oh my God. I think you would like it. I could tell when you well, were. Well, you spoiled it. I didn't know they were selling drugs from boats. Now it's spoiled. You will find that out like maybe in episode two. I mean, it doesn't really mm-hmm. spoil much for you. 10 Guess what? Minutes. I'm not going to find out in episode two because I'm not watching that. All right. Whatever. At least watch season one. It's really good. Shout out to Joe Sakura, though. He's on it. <laughs> okay. Um. Next. Teresa Giudice, Judice. I, you know, she's changed the saying of her name several times. I think it's Judice these days. Um, she got married last weekend. Her wedding hair look required 1,500 bobby pins. There's a lot of drama around it. Joe and Melissa Gorga didn't attend. If you care about this, check out Morally Corrupt on the Ringer Reality TV podcast on Fridays. We are here today because Teresa had a wedding cake. It was many tears. It had a chandelier in the middle. And almost the entire cake was fake. It was only one tear that was actually cake. Seven tiers, chandelier in the middle. So when I read the headline, I was like, well, I had to, I have to see this thing. How do you put a chandelier in the middle of a wedding cake, right? And then I saw it, I was like, that is a beautiful cake. Uh, it, it looks amazing. There's lights underneath it that illuminate the chandelier to bring out the crystals. I love the look of the cake. But then I'm like, is this even a cake or is this a sculpture? Because it's uh, it's inedible. Why call it a cake? Is it just because they want to do a cake cutting in front of everyone? So it's for the pictures. They just have one tier they can cut from because then they had real cakes for people to eat and it was a yellow cake with cannoli cream which sounds really good sounds amazing whatever cannoli put cannoli cream in anything put awesome. cannoli, you can put cannoli cream in the pulled pork sandwich I'll, I'm, I'm in with that but not not the peanut butter cups because like a wedding cake as far as I know is really expensive to begin with and then if you have to get supplementary cakes I mean you know the budget is just ridiculous I have to assume Bravo paid for part of this but another interesting detail from this story and people was that this is like Teresa's cake woman? She has five years. They have a five year partnership. <laughs> yeah. Her, her name is, she works at Palermo Bakery, which is in New Jersey. And her name is Leanne Watson. And like, this is Teresa's cake gal. She does all of Teresa's yep. functions. So 
when I saw they've been working there for five years, I was like, she made this cake over five years? And it was like, oh, no, no, she also does her kids' birthday parties, and she did her mo- her father's party. I was like, oh, this is just her cake plug. But I thought they worked on that specific cake for five years. And honestly, the cake looked amazing. The it chandelier does. played. Yeah, it looked great. It like really fit for Teresa's aesthetic. It was over the top. It worked. Um, all right, we need to move on. One more quick story, and then we're getting into our taste test, which I am really okay, excited about. I like about. rapid fire stories. Give me like three rapid fire. Three? All right. I just yeah, This is just one I really want to hit. Um, Snickers is releasing a seasoning blend so you can um, powder it on anything you want to make it taste like Snickers. And I think this is a great idea. I don't know why there aren't like spices for all these popular things. It's a huge hit with everything bagel one. Like bring on all the spices. Totally agree. Seasoning when I saw blend. that again, when you see the headline, you're like, that's stupid. Why would I want to put Snickers spice on like a pizza slice? But then you're like, oh, wait, vanilla ice cream. Yeah powder some Snickers spice on top of there. That sounds amazing to me. Making a milkshake, powder some Snickers stuff in there. Peanut caramel chocolate combination works. What about just on a banana? You're like having a, Ooh, he- a healthy snack and you just- Talk dirty to me, Julia. A little bit of sugar, chocolatey sugar on there. That's like pretty good. I love that. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I know. I want to have that. I want Snickers spice. Me too. This is one of those things where it's like, oh, we're just being trapped by a PR release over some stupid thing. No, I'm And then I, I started thinking about it. I'm like, this is like actually a legit product that I really want in my life. And we can't do three rapid fire stories because we got to get to our taste we test. We got to get to our taste test. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Last week, I think shortly after we recorded, Taco Bell, one of our favorite fast food chains, and Milk Bar, one of my favorite mini chains, um, it's a dessert place, announced a collab. It's kind of like when your favorite sneaker brand and your favorite other brand announce a collab. Yeah, it's like the supreme dunks of snacks. Yeah, or like the Kith New Balance 550s that I still want. Exactly. I want those. So Taco Bell and Milk Bar made truffles together. Jacoby, have you ever had a Milk Bar truffle? I've never had a Milk Bar truffle. I've been to Milk Bar. I'm more of like an ice cream person. I love oh, the cereal milk ice cream. Milk Bar is awesome. It is so good. Yes. It is the it is one of the only places that like I will pay almost any ridiculous delivery upcharge when I'm like I need a piece of cake ASAP. What if it was on a boat and you were at the beach? <laughs> then I would be more four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> Five hundred dollars. Let's just say I've ordered in Milk Bar my fair share. Anyway, they uh, collaborated and I got some inside scoop from our friend at Taco Bell, the head chef Renee Pischiati. Thank you so much for sending us these troubles. Shout out to Renee Pischiati. Love Seriously, that. Seriously, I really hope I said his name right. Um, Renee, if I didn't, correct me and I'll 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 fix it next week. Anyway. Milk Bar did a lot of the iterating after Taco Bell went to them. And this is what we are about to taste. Jacoby, you want to take a bite while I explain what it is? Yes, ma'am. So it's a truffle. It's a, a round thing, a little ball. And it is vanilla cake with strawberry pieces, a sweet corn fudge center, and a strawberry and sweet corn cake coating. It also has Taco Bell's crunchy she- crunchy taco shell to give you that crunchy taste. And... uh. I'm really excited. This is what Milk Bar mm. does. They come up with these cool flavors. This is like a um, 
a very high-end, high-quality strawberry shortcake popsicle, right? Mm. It's got that strawberry crumble outside, Mm. and then the inside is a creamy, fudgy, moist deliciousness. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a cake. I wouldn't call it a cream. It's 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 like it's really, nothing I've ever had before. It's really good. Their t- these truffles are legit. This is delicious. I like it. It's so I like it. They only have them at the test Taco Bell in um, California, testing California, and at milk bar locations. Some of them. It's so popular that they sold out in like a few days. But milk bar, I can understand why. And Taco Bell are going to do more collabs together. But this is really good. I I can't recommend I can't recommend milk bar desserts enough. They're so good and unique. It's- it's uh, one of the things about milk bars. I walk inside and I look at the various different offerings, and it like kind of fucking stresses me out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I want a cookie? Or do I want ice cream? Or do I want a milkshake? It's like I can only have one of these things. I want. It's like, can I just order all of them? Like it just. It's kind of like it kind of like gives me anxiety. I'm like, there's too much good things to offer. I got it here. That's why ordering it in is so great because you usually have to choose. Um, okay, Jacoby. Yes, ma'am. Time for personal food news. You want to go first? No. Okay, I'll go first. Last week. My brother and I went out for breakfast. Shout out to Joey. We tried Black Seed Bagels, which is a Montreal uh, bagel chain. You went to Montreal for breakfast with your brother? Yeah, we walked there and back on Friday morning. Mm, good. Get your steps in. Worked out Get well. Get your steps in. People like really rave about Montreal bagels. There's nothing that significant about them. I've now had Mile End and Black Seed. Oh, hold on one second. I never realized how scathing an insult insignificant can be. <laughs> It's not even negative. Like I, when you said that, like you're like, there's nothing significant about them. I mean, I, when you said that, it really just like hit my soul. I was like, that's probably the worst thing you can say about a thing or a person. It's insignificant. Listen, I I like black seed. I thought they had good cream cheese, um, a nice vibe. What was uh, your order? Just a everything bagel, untoasted. That's the way to test a bagel. Um, and scallion cream cheese. I mean, it's you know basically the ideal breakfast order. Um, and I liked it, but if I was like, just handed a bagel, I would be like, oh, this is a little bit different texture than I'm used to for my, my, my favorite New York bagels. But I was just like, I just don't understand like these Montreal people who are like, our bagels are like so amazing. I'm just like, okay, they're fine. Was it Two dense? Minutes. I like a, I like a, 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 I like an airy bagel. I don't like a dense bagel. Um, I think you might like this. It just is sort of like, like I said, not that significant. And I just feel like there's such a hullabaloo wow. around Montreal bagels and I really don't get it. I just want you to know, Juliet, that you are very significant. So you are, are significant. So are you. This is like, Thank wh- you. this is like when Robert, um, this is like when Pat, what's his name? This is Rob like Williams? when Robin Williams says to Matt Damon, it's not your fault. It's, it's not, not your, your fault. fault. You are significant, Juliet. <laughs> You're significant. Wow. God, imagine someone was like, yeah, I met Jacoby. There's, like, there's nothing significant about him. Like that, if someone, if I heard someone say that, that would really hurt my feelings. I'm going to use that on somebody when I'm really mad. I'm like, you're not even significant. You're not significant. My personal food news. I've got frozen peas around the house. Trying to get the kids to eat vegetables. They like the vegetables. One time they said, don't cook them. Give me the frozen peas. So I just put cold frozen peas in their plate and they ate it up. They said, it's like ice cream. So then I bought the sugar-free cones, mm-hmm. and I put the frozen peas in the ice cream cones. Kids love it. Huge parenting hack. Wow. Convince your children frozen vegetables seconds. are ice cream, and they will eat it. Wow. That's my personal food news. I agree. You're an innovator. Great father you are. 
I'm significant. You're I'm sig- significant. You're a significant father. <laughs> a significant father. That's my personal food news. Thank you to Renee at Taco Bell for sending us these truffles. Thank you to, mm. M- to Milk Bar for existing. Thank you to Mike Wargon for producing this episode. We'll be back next week. You're significant. 